All right. Uh, thank you very much for joining for tonight's study. I really appreciate our presence. I appreciate uh, the fact that we indicated on the platform with uh, various emoji. Uh, God bless you in the name of Jesus. Okay, so like I said, first I'll be talking on um, what uh, praying in tongue is or what speaking in tongue is. And secondly, I would be talking on the very source of praying in tongues. Then uh, also, I also talk, which is going to be the last one, I'm going to be talking on uh, the very essence of praying in tongues or speaking in tongues in the life of a believer. Okay, so I'm going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, which says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. No, okay. So now the first thing I want us to uh, identify in that verse, I want us to note in that verse is the fact that uh, there are different or various kinds of tongues. Okay, or simply put, languages. Okay, because when we talk about tongues, what we are simply talking about is uh, languages. Okay, when we talk about people of different tongues, of different tribes. Okay, we are simply talking about people of different languages, okay, because the tongue, okay, or the language of, of, of Yoruba uh, tribe, take for instance, is different from the language or the tongue of uh, of the Igbo people or the Aousa people. And that's why when, take for instance, an Igbo person is speaking English, most especially for someone who doesn't have that, uh, a very, that who doesn't have a very good English accent, okay, you could still sp uh, pick the, uh, the very uh, accent of his origin, which is the Igbo land, okay, from his speakings, okay, and if we were to uh, address such person, we say, oh, the, his tongue, he speaks like those of his land, okay, because we could speak from his tongue, okay, so when we talk about tongues, we refer to languages, okay, so, but then we must understand, first of all, that there are various kinds of tongues, or various ty types of uh, languages, and every creature have their specific tongue, as we could see from Genesis chapter 11, from verse 1 to 9, where we saw where God confounded uh, men who were on earth at that particular point in time when they agreed and came together to build a tower that will reach up to heaven. Okay, And the only way God could actually stop that agenda or that vision was to bring division or division and means them by uh, ensuring that they have different tongues, Okay, whereby they begin to speak things that their their counterparts or their partners do not understand okay so we could see from that part that they are, uh, every individual or every person have different tongues okay so there are tongues of angels like we saw in first corinthians 13 verse 1 which was the first verse i read to us when i started and there are also tongues of men there are languages that are peculiar to the heavenly realms and also tongues that are peculiar to the earthly realm okay as a matter of fact just as we have diverse tongues on earth there are also diverse heavenly tongues, okay? So as we go on, we will gain clarity on that, okay? Uh, thank you. Uh, okay, so, but when we talk about praying in tongues, uh, we are in essence talking about praying in an unknown tongue, okay? Uh, we need to understand that when we talk about praying in tongues, okay, uh, in the first but I said that uh, tongues refers to languages, and every individual have their various languages, okay? And uh, But then when we talk about praying in tongues, 
uh, we must understand that when SS is talking about praying in an unknown tongue, okay, in an unknown tongue, unknown to you does not necessarily mean it is unknown to others, okay, you must understand that too, okay, uh, even though it is praying in an unknown tongue, uh, the fact that it is unknown to you as a person who is speaking that tongue, okay, does not mean uh, it is unknown to others, okay, why you could speak in an unknown earthly tongue, we could also speak in an unknown heavenly tongue okay take for instance in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Ghost first came on the disciples they spoke in other tongues in an unknown tongue okay a tongue that was different from their own original language or original tongue okay but then we saw that people who were around them understood what they were saying okay uh, this, and that was why they could they could uh, give meaning to what they were saying in a, in a tongue that was unknown to them and that was how, how, how we could know that they were in actual fact praising God at that particular moment. Okay, and that's to tell us, like I said, uh, when I started, that there are uh, different kind of tongues. Okay, there are there are earthly tongues, there are heavenly tongues. Okay, so sometimes an individual could be praying in tongues in an unknown tongue. Okay, but the fact that it is unknown to him does not mean it is unknown to another person. Okay, uh, so we must understand that. Okay, also for heavenly tongues. There are, are languages that can only be understood either by angels or God, okay? So apart from the earthly unknown tongue, okay, like I said, which uh, you might be speaking an earthly unknown tongue, which could be known by somebody else, but because you are not conversant or because you are not born from that particular place, you, are, you don't know uh, what that thing means or what you are actually saying uh, means, okay? But uh, apart from, and also apart from the earthly tongues, Okay, that we have. We also have heavenly tongues, okay, uh, which are languages that can be understood either by angels or God, okay. And uh, in actual fact, there are even languages that can only be understood by God, okay, Himself, God alone, okay. Because in First Corinthians chapter fourteen verse two, we saw that the uh, the scripture says, "For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, okay." but unto God, okay, so this, this verse um, makes us understand that uh, there are certain tongues that can be spoken, okay, that only can, that can only be understood or addressed by God, okay, and that's why uh, when you are praying in tongues, when you are speaking in tongues, okay, there's a point uh, that must under, uh, you get to that even the devil, who is an angel, a fallen angel, cannot understand you, okay, uh, cannot understand what you are saying, but then, like we saw in First Corinthians 14 verse 2, he said that, I'll be it, okay, in the spirit he speaketh mysteries, okay, you speak mysteries unto God, okay. So secondly, when we talk about uh, praying in tongues, what does it mean? Alright, so uh, what does speaking in tongues or praying in tongues also mean, okay, First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 says for if i pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prayeth okay i'm reading from the king james version now but my understanding is unfruitful first of all i said that uh unknown tongue okay that is unknown to you does not mean it's unknown to somebody else okay and uh, we also spoke about um uh, what that is in the first part okay but now when we talk about speaking in tongues what also does it mean okay praying in tongues also mean praying in the spirit okay because this verse says for if i pray in an unknown tongue it says my spirit prayeth okay 
but my understanding is unfruitful. Okay, so when an individual is engaged in speaking in tongues or in praying in tongues, uh, that person is engaging his spirit, more of his spirit, okay, is uh, more spiritually conscious than is uh, physically or uh, conscious of uh, physically aware of, of or physically aware of, of his surroundings or things that surrounds him okay because at that particular moment or at that particular point uh, that person or individual who is praying in tongues is engaging his spirit okay to pray okay and uh, there are speakings that doesn't make sense to human understanding okay and that's why he says that uh, but my understanding is unfruitful okay uh, except for an individual who has been given the gift of interpretation. Okay, so these are, are, are speakings that are not uh, sensible to human understanding. You can't fathom it with, uh, with your mind. Okay, we can't understand it with our brains. Okay, and that's why the scripture says here that, uh, but our understanding is unfruitful. Okay, First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 15 says, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Okay, that means when praying in the Spirit, your understanding is unfruitful. Okay, but then you could choose to pray in the Spirit and also pray in the understanding. Okay, that means you could do it uh, as a praying in the Spirit. Sometimes you could switch to uh, praying in the understanding as the Holy Spirit in, uh, inspires you. Okay, you begin to speak, make uh, make certain utterances in understanding that is in alignment to what you actually have been saying in the Spirit. Sometimes individuals who do this do not or are not even aware of the fact that they are saying in their own understanding what they are saying in the spirit, except for individuals who actually have the gift of interpretation of tongues, okay? So, uh, but uh, it's possible you pray in the spirit, and it's also possible you pray in understanding, okay? But then we must not mistake speaking in tongues or speaking in an unknown tongue now or praying in the spirit with praying in understanding because when an individual or person is praying in the spirit or speaking in tongues, your understanding is unfruitful. So for those of us who get bothered about whether uh, what you are saying is making sense or not, I would like to say that don't be bothered, okay? You just focus your gaze or you just uh, place your gaze on Jesus and submit your will and tongue to the Holy Spirit, okay? The reason is because there are so many things you don't know you ought to pray for, which He alone can help you with, okay? So uh, don't be bothered about uh, what you are saying, okay? The most important thing is for you to yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit, okay? Because like we saw in these scriptures that uh, more often than not, individuals who pray in an unknown tongue, or as a matter of fact, that's why it's called an unknown tongue, okay? So individuals who pray in the Spirit, okay, or in an unknown tongue, or do not have a full understanding, full grasp, or do not even understand at all uh, what they are saying in the Spirit, Okay, so Romans chapter eight verse twenty-two says, Romans chapter eight verse twenty-six, verse twenty-six to twenty-seven says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself or Himself, so to speak, because is a person, is a person, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot. The altar. Verse 27 says, And he that searcheth the arts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. So that tell, telling us that uh, the spirit of God uh, 
search the heart, okay, uh, of God, okay. He alone knows the very heart of God, and it takes only him to pray aright according to the will of God, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, so God is a spirit, and it takes engaging your spirit with the help of the Holy Ghost to communicate effectively with him, okay, with God. Okay, so it takes submitting your will to his to align with his in prayer. Okay, you've heard me say it before. Many prayers go unanswered because they are not in alignment to God's will. Okay, so so many are to be consumed because so many are to be consumed on our own very loss. Okay, so uh, one of the key things or uh, important things that the uh, the Holy Ghost comes to do is to help us pray aright. Okay, to help us pray according to the will of God, because the Scripture says that we are so we are we are so sure that we will get answers to our prayers. Okay, when we pray according to His will. Okay, we know He will hear us when we pray according to His will. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to be sh uh, sharing with us uh, the very source of uh, the unknown tongues. Okay, and and this is very very crucial because. This is very crucial because, um, you know, so many people actually are not yet filled in the Holy Ghost because they pray the wrong prayers. And, and, and as a matter of fact, if you don't ask the right questions, it's going to be very, very impossible for you to get the right answers. And that's why this part is very, very important. Okay, it's very, very key. I need us to listen very carefully. Okay, and I trust the Holy Spirit to, to minister to our heart. Okay, so when we talk about the source of speaking in unknown, or the source of unknown tongues, or or, or, or the source of speaking in unknown tongues. Okay, we are going to look at Acts chapter two, verse one to four. Acts 2, 1 to 4. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Okay? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, Verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, take note of that. And they began to speak with other tongues. Okay, first they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and then they began to speak with other tongues. Now he says, now continue and ended that verse as and says, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so that means number one thing that you have to understand is speaking in tongues does not come before the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Okay. Speaking in tongue is as a result of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And that's why it's going to be very wrong for an individual to say, let's say, uh, asking God uh, that or telling God that he wants to, he or she wants to speak in tongues. Say, oh, Father, please help me. I want to speak in tongues. Is not uh, the right kind of prayer, okay? Because the scripture says that speaking in tongues, okay, is an, out, is an uh, offshoot of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, so when the Holy Ghost comes upon an individual okay when it comes upon us as a person okay it begins to give us utterance okay so god who is a spirit is the source we must take note of that because the holy spirit came okay on the day of pentecost which was the promise of the father through jesus that he gave and that was why he told them to uh, to tarry okay in jerusalem okay until the spirit they be a dude with spirit from on eye okay so god is a spirit okay uh, God who is a spirit is the source and he gave us his spirit 
that we may commune effectively with him. As a matter of fact, the only way you can communicate effectively, okay, with an individual is for you to understand his or her language, okay? Take, for instance, when a French-speaking man uh, uh, immigrates or migrates, okay, to an English-speaking land, for such individual to be able to communicate effectively with those people, okay, with the people where he, he has migrated to, he must learn their language. He must be able to speak English, okay? Take, for instance, when an Igbo man migrates down, okay, to Yoruba land, for him to be able to communicate effectively, for him to be able to do business effectively in Yoruba land, he must learn the language. He must understand the language, okay? So, uh, one of the things that God did, okay, to be able to bridge that gap, okay, completely between man and him, is to give us his spirit so that we may commune effectively with him, with him, okay? So, the Holy Ghost in us, which we have of God, is the one who gives us utterance. And as you let him have his way, more of his speakings will keep flowing, okay, through you, through your mouth, and through your life, okay? So, we don't pray to speak in tongues, like I said, but we pray to be filled with the Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit, and then his overflow is what manifests as tongues in our individual lives. All right, so, uh, lastly, uh, I'll be sharing with us the very essence of speaking in tongues in the life of a believer, which is uh, what I'm going to end with, okay? Uh, and I, I think I'm going to start this with um, sharing a few things that I've learned over time uh, as uh, when it comes to speaking in tongues. As a matter of fact, uh, looking at the very exercise, the one-hour praying the Holy Ghost that we, uh, we've engaged in for some time now, and also two hours praying the Holy Ghost that we actually started recently. Uh, I've learned quite a number of things, and I'll be sharing a few with us in this part, okay? And I hope that uh, it's, it's helpful to us, and I mean, find it helpful, and I hope that it blesses our hearts, okay? And one of the things that praying in tongues actually has done, uh, for me personally, what I've learned, okay, why praying in tongues, is that... Um, Praying in tongues help you to pray longer, okay? Uh, you, you can't pray for a very long period of time uh, without it, okay? And uh, even though uh, the efficacy of prayer actually does not uh, just lie in, in, the, in the longevity, but then we must also note that longevity also plays a huge role. Uh, the quality of time you spend while praying plays a huge role in what you can actually get or achieve as spiritually. Take, for instance, when you look at Daniel, okay, if Daniel had just prayed for a day, let's just say for a day and had stopped, I mean, we are, we are very certain he wouldn't have gotten, we not have gotten the, the result he got, okay, at that particular, at that particular time. When you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus, uh, after praying for an hour, he came to meet his disciples and, and was kind of waking them up. He went back again, okay. Uh, bringing it back to the physical realm, okay, when you look at pilots, okay, they are actually given uh, ranks based on the number of hours they've, they've, they've actually flown in the air, okay. There are certain jobs that will not even be given, okay, if you don't have the requisite experience, okay, talking about the number of years, okay, you working in that particular profession for a particular number of years, uh, 
okay there are certain jobs they won't give you if you don't have certain experience okay so that tells you that beyond uh uh effectiveness okay we are also looking at longevity okay you know sometimes people talk about that talk about uh, taking of food that uh, uh quantity doesn't matter that is only quality but of course even though quality is very important but then if you don't have uh, the um, right amount or right quantity of food at a particular time taken into your stomach, okay, you will not be a fool. You will not be satisfied, okay? And that's to tell you that why quality is important, you must also pay attention to quantity, okay? That tells us that, uh, in essence, that quality, quantity or longevity is very key in prayer, okay? If you are going to wield power, okay, in prayer, you must be willing to pray for long, okay? Okay. Uh, there is no two way about it, okay? So, but then to be able to achieve that, uh, God gave us his spirit to help us pray in tongues, okay? Because if we are to pray in your understanding, I mean, for how long can you pray in your understanding? Because there are so many things that you can only pray for as far as you can remember, okay? But the Holy Spirit, like I read in Romans chapter 8, the Holy Spirit has come to help that praying infirmity, to help... Um, destroy that praying infirmity so that we can pray for as long as we want to so that we can carry in the presence of god for as long as we should okay because there are certain things that will not move okay until we persist okay when you look at the parable of jesus christ uh he talked about the, a friend i saw a man who has a friend and came to ask for bread so he could give to someone who, who uh, came to visit him in, in a journey okay and and that man said that even though he's not going to answer him because he's his friend, but because of his opportunity, and that's to tell us that the place that that, that uh, tell us uh, show uh, that that's to show us the role of opportunity, okay, or persistence, or persistence in the place of prayer. Okay, so if you are not persistent, if you don't stay long enough in prayer, you will not get certain desired results. Okay, so it's important we understand that as as believers. Okay, so longevity, okay, is important, and praying in tongues help us to achieve that okay so the, the second thing that i learned because like i said because i'm going to be sharing a few things that i learned and also talk about one or two things the holy spirit dropped in my heart as regards connecting certain things apostle paul said okay in the scriptures about praying on the holy ghost okay another thing that i learned was about uh was to pray in the holy ghost uh was to pray rather in difficult situations okay and the only way that can be done is by praying in the Holy Ghost because there are certain times things are very difficult. I mean, you don't feel like praying, okay? But when you remember the commands of God that say we should pray at all times, pray without ceasing, okay? Men ought always to pray and not to faint, okay? That means uh, if you're not praying, you're going to faint. As a matter of fact, what makes men faint, okay, in his dreams or actual sense, is the, or the presence of problems or challenges, okay? So when you come across challenges, when you come across difficult situations, uh, Jesus admonishes us to switch to praying, okay? Even though in his real sense, okay, humanly speaking, it's very, very difficult, okay? Because when you are going through certain difficult situations, uh, it takes special grace, the special grace of God to pray in such seasons or in times like that, okay? So, but when you, when the Spirit of God is in us, okay, when we are baptized with the Spirit of God, okay, and... Uh, we, we allow him to express himself through us, okay, by yielding our tongues to him, okay, it becomes easy to pray during difficult situations, okay, so the essence of speaking in tongues is that it helps you and I to pray in difficult uh, situations, and like I said, that uh, also, that it also helps you to pray when you don't 
feel like. All right, so, and also the last thing I'm going to talk about is cigars. One of the things uh, I've learned is that um, why praying the Holy Ghost is that I've learned to pray when I'm pained, you know, because uh, at times, and that's why if you look at Romans chapter, it says that when you're praying the Holy Ghost, at times that you pray with groanings that cannot be uttered, sometimes you are groaning. I mean, you can't just mumble words, but the Spirit helps you or, uh, or help you to pray at that particular point in time, okay? So, one of the things speaking in tongues does for you as an individual, as a child of God, is that it helps you to pray even when you are pained. It helps you to pour out your burden to God, okay? Even when you don't have words to say, how to explain it or how to describe it. But when you subscribe to praying in tongues, okay, it helps you to uh, to pour out your mind to God, your heart, okay? It helps you to relieve certain pain, okay, to go through it and overcome. Okay, so, uh, and also... As I round up, praying in the Holy Ghost tones down the voice of the flesh. Okay, it tones down the voice of the flesh. It quietens your mind. It quiets your mind. Okay, it helps shut out distractions and other voices. Okay, and praying in the Holy Ghost helps to subdue the flesh. Okay, and uh, in fact, I, I, I was while, while I was uh, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me concerning this. Now it occurred to me, or it, I understood better. The verse where Paul says that he died daily, okay, and I, be, I was able to just oppose it or place it side by side with the verse where he said that I pray in tongues more often than you all. When he was talking to the church, okay, a church in the particular vicinity, okay, so uh, he was able to subdue, subdue his flesh daily because he's a man of prayer, he's a man who prays in tongues daily, okay, and like the scripture says that he that is able to uh, tame his tongue, who either has control over his mouth, has control over his body, okay, so he was able to have control over his body because he already, uh, he was able, because he could tame his tongue, how? By yielding it to the Holy Ghost, okay, because when you pray in tongues often, okay, what you are doing, simply doing is that you are yielding your tongue to the Holy Ghost, okay, you are giving him more room, giving him more room, okay, to hold, lay hold on your tongue, okay, and when that is done, uh, you find it very difficult to actually say certain things, okay, because you are, we are more conscious of him, you are more conscious of his utterances, you are more conscious of his person, so you, certain uh, attributes, certain things will not have his, act, uh, will not have his way in your life, okay, and that way, Apostle Paul was able to die daily, was able to put uh, the works of the flesh at par, okay, he was able to subdue the works of this fle the flesh in his life. Okay, so I hope this teaching uh, blesses us. I hope we are blessed by this teaching. Uh, I would like to hear from us. I would like to get our comments. I would like to get our uh, contributions. I would like to get questions from us in case we need clarity as regards this teaching. Thank you very much, and God bless you.